portion of the parade, which balloon character is flying over Manhattan? Oh, well, it's got to be Jimmy Fallon. I love my own balloon. I love my own balloon flying, flying over, so you just kind of see me. Oh, my God. It's, I mean, my head's big enough already. Most honest answer ever. <laughs> Most honest answer ever. When you fantasize about the ideal Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, Mr. Fallon, uh, what float do you picture floating overhead? Me, me, my big head. And I'm drunk. Just like right now, I'm really drunk. Just like right now. Oh, he was definitely drunk. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. He had been partying. Otherwise, he would have not have given that answer, I don't think. Um, do you watch the parade? No, are you a parade and football guy at all, Jake? Are yeah, you, uh... Yes, I did. I, I watched it. I... What you, uh, What'd you think of the parade? I liked it. I liked it. There there were some moments. Um, <laughs> there were a couple of moments. A couple there, of moments. I, I, I watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade partially because I like the music and the, and the pageantry and the, you know, right the, the, the floats. Um, but I also watch it for the sake of show prep. Right. Because there's always moments. Good material. Yeah, there's always moments. Um, moments like, I think... Um, you know, when you're going to have people walking along the parade route with the uh, paradees, ers, I don't know, whichever, um, are they doing or being done unto? I'm not really sure. Um, but you know, like embedded in the parade marchers, like Josh Gad and Andrew Reynolds, Reynolds, whatever. Um, <laughs> it'd be better if you had people who were, you know, like entertaining. Hey guys, I got a question for you guys about how many backhand springs can you do a day? And, um, how many times have you seen Bring It On, would you say? I do it every day. Oh, I, I like too many to count. Oh, that's my routine as well. All right. I watch it all the time. I love that movie. I love that movie. NBC does have a knack for making it weird. Um, <laughs> and these guys were terrible. Josh Gad is usually pretty funny. Um, not here. Not when they're walking with the cheerleaders and trying to, I don't know, Ask the cheerleaders, hey, can you stop and talk to us while you're in the middle of this here parade and we're holding everything up? Um, showing us an empty corner where there was going to be a parade eventually. I, it's just, look, it's a hard gig doing a parade because if you're going to be doing the coverage of it because, you, you know, you got to make something out of nothing. I get that. But um, sometimes you just, you just pass. <laughs> sometimes you pass. Other weird moments in the parade. Um, well, there's always the Biden phone call. At least I didn't pretend it was spontaneous this year. Right. Remember last year when it was like, oh, who's calling me right now on this phone that only the president has the number to? Ah, gosh. Okay. Right. Um, but then it was the sort of classic, like, the room is too loud or the uh, the uh, the area around me is too loud. I can't tell what's happening. So I'm going to interrupt you while you interrupt me, and we're going to talk back and forth, but it's not going to be very good on either side with Al Roker. And uh, on this most American of holidays, we have very special guests about to join us by phone. Right now, we have the President of the United States, Joe Biden, and the First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Happy Thanksgiving, Al. wouldn't be Thanksgiving without you. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you. And, of course, uh, a belated happy birthday, Mr. President, as well. And thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Uh, first of all, what is your, what's your Thanksgiving uh, message for all of our viewers? Well, I think we have to remind ourselves how blessed we are to live in the greatest nation on the face of the earth. That's real. We're an extraordinary, we made extraordinary progress, and nothing beyond our capacity when we work together. So today's about coming together, giving thanks for this country we call home, and thanks to all the firefighters, police officers, first responders, and our troops 
I'm a homer stationed abroad. I've been more optimistic, Al, so I, and uh, we're delighted to be with you, even though it's by telephone. Will somebody please tell that band to keep it down? I'm trying to talk to the president over here. <laughs> that was okay. I mean, that was a basic standard message, I assume. I don't know if he was reading it or if he was actually speaking it. Um, you know, Dr. Joe Biden, who, by the way, she's wonderful. I've, I've met her. She's she, she's just, I mean, she's a delight. She just really is. Um, she's definitely the best part of that marriage. Well, well we're thrilled to have you. Thank you, and I think it's important that we uh, all commit to an act of kindness today. So call someone and wish them a happy Thanksgiving or do something kind. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Like, I mean, they, they did what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to call in and say something sweet. You know, it's not supposed to be all that important. Uh, and they were there in the middle of the parade. Uh, then, of course, you had other moments <laughs> in the parade. Um I would say that one of the weirdest moments was the fight over the mic with the backup singer for Cher who was supposed to help her with the disrobing. You know, she's going to do go through a wardrobe. And look, we all know it's all lip sync. Like, we all know there's no actual music going on. But still, you got to give the impression. Yeah, at least and make the effort. When she's singing and he's groping at her arm <laughs> to get set up for the, the wardrobe change and pulls her mic completely away from her, and she's still singing... Come on, man. Just give me the illusion. <laughs> just give me the illusion. Uh, the by, Which, by the way, I meant to ask you, Jake, because you're the expert on this subject. You've been in I environments am? like this. You have done music in front of a live audience with the music was not live, right? Y- yes, I have. Is that fun? On many uh, occasions. No, not really. It, it's very awkward. And and sometimes it's hard to hear your, your frame of reference for the timing and everything. So... It, it to even difficult. pretend like you're drumming. Oh yes, and for vocals when they're watching your lips move, I mean, you have to line that up. That's that's a lot harder to line up than just your arm hitting a drum. You can that you can fake that a lot easier. But man, yeah, I, I would not want to be a vocalist, especially out there in the cold. You know, oh, no. You you actually taught me something because we were talking about this off the air yesterday that they'll give you a special drum set. Yes, uh, the drums are filled with padding so they don't make any noise and the cymbals are actually two cymbals that are glued together uh, mm-hmm. with a thick glue and when you hit it it, it just sounds like you're hitting you know it's a, like a, hitting a, a foil pan and nothing yeah nothing no, and, no and i saw i swear i saw yesterday i was watching i don't remember whether it was chicago or bellbib i forget who it was but mm. i was watching somebody and they they were the the symbols didn't move right and they were wailing on it and i'm like oh i know what's going on here yep. <laughs> felt like a magician yep. taught me his trick mm-hmm. it's it's you feel like a mime after yeah. a while you know <laughs> right. you're like i'm in this box here i'm stuck and it's just yeah so can i even though like, okay so when we all collectively as a culture weren't sure that the music wasn't live you kind of watch to see oh i see I see that 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 doesn't look live. Like watching Dolly, you know, yesterday at the Cowboys game. Right. You know, is that live? Is that not live? I actually think it was. I think it was. Yeah, uh, me and I my wife debated about this for a while. I think it was. There was a moment early on where I thought the singing was going without her having without her moving her lips, but I think it was live, especially the the Queen part, because there was too much like impromptu, unusual parts that you would be so hard pressed to. Yeah. To fake and recreate, like her speaking or something. Anyway, so I think that was live, which was fine. I mean, she didn't walk, but you know, three feet this way, three feet back that well, way, talking, you know, holding on to the wall for dear life. But, <laughs> but it was a it was a good performance for a seventy seven year old who wearing a Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders uniform. I mean, you know, pretty good. Yeah, 
I could have done without that part of it, but I think she was trying to walk around and address the other, the whole other Get everybody half involved, of the yeah. stadium. But the uh, the star set that was right in the middle of that stage, it was probably too big to where she thought, if I go out to the edge of this and try to get around, I'll probably fall off. Yeah, or I won't be able to find my way back. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of problems right. here. But that was fun. But uh, ba- back to the um, the actual uh, parade in the morning. I, I'm so distracted by the, is it live, is it not live, that it's really hard to just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Even though... I'm sure it's not live. I'm still can't turn I can't turn off that I'm looking for that evidence kind of, you know, that version of me. And then when they bring out Cher and it's just so so obviously badly auto-tuned and terrible that I'm like, "Come on now. Just give me something I can believe in." We feel so lucky to say these words. Here is Cher. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. It's horrid. I mean, even if you love Cher, you can't have heard that and thought, mm, that's good stuff. Mm, that's good. Was Chicago live? The singing, I think, may have been I think live, so, too. But the I music so was too. tracked. The music was clearly played, but I thought the singing, yeah. I'm like, because who's going to, I mean, it was definitely current because it was his voice was not right. classic Chicago sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this: um, if if uh, Dolly Parton's rendition of Queen was great, um, the rendition of Queen during the parade, um, what's the word that I want for this? Uh, horrible. Uh, Jabari Banks, who is apparently the star of Bel Air, um, and I don't know who decided to rearrange the song badly, and then auto tune his voice for it. I, this was super cringy. And to help us get ready for Paris 2024, from the original series Bel Air on Peacock, here is Jabari Banks singing his rendition of We Are the Champions. Dolly did it better. Like somebody's hurting my dog. <laughs> no, 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 no. We are the champions. We are the champions. No time for love. It does get worse. Oh. Okay. All right. That's. I guess all Auto- I can take of that. Auto tune grabbed the wrong note and. In post, they did not fix it. <laughs> uh, that was the sh- most shocking moment. I was like, oh, Auto-Tune grabbed the wrong note of the scale. Oh, and they didn't go back and fix it. Oh, so he didn't arrange it wrong. The production got it wrong, you think? On that one note? On that when, one that went on wrong, that one the wrong note, direction? The, yeah, okay. that was... But yeah. see, I heard that a couple of times where I thought, was that a choice? Or is that the machine making them be wrong? Anyway, that was... Oh. That was so unpleasant. Um, yeah. And I'm sure, the, I'm sure the guy is wonderful and delightful and can sing oh, and all yeah. this. I just mm, don't yeah. inflict that upon me. Oh, by the way, I, what you didn't see on NBC or CBS is, did you see the protesters who shut down the parade? 
Yeah. Oh my God. That's why I they think glued it, their hands to the street <sighs> in protest of the war in Israel. You bring me a ceasefire, and I'll take off this glue. And they were wearing this is I I can't even make this up. They were dressed in like white outfits, like painters outfits or something out of Clockwork Orange, or I don't even know how to describe it. Which had various phrases of protest on them, like imperialism, colonialism, racism, capitalism, and then they had bought some red paint at their dye at the store, and they were throwing it on each other so that they were covered in like fake blood. And they actually made the parade had to move. The parade moved around them at one point because of all of this nonsense, which I think, so you're protesting capitalism. Meanwhile, your protest was made possible by your trip to the store with money where you managed to buy some capitalist, imperialist, manufactured paint that served your needs. You know, well, you're really showing the flaws in the system now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my God. And they... You know, they look so proud of themselves being, you know, carried off by the police. And I'm thinking, man, I mean, is it that hard to find a date that this is how you impress a woman these days? Because that's that's what I always think about these guys who get involved in these, you know, wild, radical political protests at the ripe age of 23 or whatever. So I always think this is how they're impressing a woman. And I know men will go to almost any length to impress a woman. And then I saw, you know, some of the pictures of the women involved. And I thought, well, you shouldn't have to try that hard. 523 on News... <laughs> Just saying. 523 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. And, uh, hey, if you're thinking about buying, selling a home, just trying to wonder, you know, what does the future hold? What's the market doing? How are interest rates trending? What's happening here in Pensacola as opposed to what's happening generally in Florida or in the nation? Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leaven Rinky Realty, they can tell you all that stuff. They deal with it every single day. They help people buy and sell homes. I mean, they really help a lot of people sell homes, like about five a week. 233 last year. It's crazy, that many. But that gives them an advantage when helping you buy a home, too, because they, they really do know, like, what's the end price going to be for this house? What are people going to bid? Or is it overpriced, underpriced? Uh, what can you negotiate on? What can't you negotiate on? All that stuff. Because they sell so many, they know how to buy so effectively. So whether you're buying or selling, especially if you're buying for the first time, seriously, if you're buying for the first time, give her a call. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leavenrinky Realty. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep. My body stopped for the day, but my mind is still running. So I take ZQuil. ZQuil, the world's number one sleep aid brand, has a range of non habit forming products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow. I'm awake and ready to take on anything. 
Better days start with Zequil Nights. Explore our products at Zequil.com. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Pensacola right now, it's like headline news for radio. Every day, 4 to 7, on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. But you gotta have turkey on Thanksgiving. I mean, Thanksgiving with no turkey is like, like 4th of July with no apple pie. Or, or Friday with no two pizzas. Help, I need somebody. Not just anybody. Help. You know I need someone. Help. When, when I was younger, so much younger than today. Oh, we got a funny text in here, 437-1620. Somebody said, uh, the dude singing, question mark, we are the champions. We'll never be on a box of Wheaties. Um, my thought was to leave the protesters glued to the street and, street and keep the parade moving along. You know, there is a point to that, and maybe if you could get the horses right there. You know, just um, just go right on and see what happens. They'll move, and if they don't, is it that big of a loss, really? 527 on News Well, you're talking about doing violence to these people. I'm saying if you sit your dumb butt down in the middle of a street in, in New York in the front of a parade and you get hurt in the process, that is not on anybody else. So, and plus, I just, it's, I've said it so many times, I almost feel like I'm just repeating what you've heard before. But um, first of all, they're on, like, we're in a ceasefire right now. What, what are you trying to accomplish with your protest? They're already in a ceasefire. Do you not watch the news? I mean, you're supposedly embedded in current events, but you're still going to go ahead and have this protest when there's a ceasefire coming like 15 hours later. Um, But do they really think that there's anybody, anybody who was drawn to their cause by this ridiculousness? No. All they did was piss people off and alienate people. It does nothing to your cause. And so just from a – it's so narcissistic. It's all about, you know, oh, I can feel important because I'm doing a thing. Again, I think a lot of it is just, you know, try to impress some weird version of the ladies. Um, but it's it's not effective. In fact, you you know, people that were not on your side are definitely against you now because um, they figure, I got to be that kind of lunatic to be on that side of this issue. People who were maybe marginal or unsure, you, you push them away. Even some of the people who are on your side, I mean, like, bro, you know, so... Anyway, it's just, it's amazing to me. 528 on News Radio 92.3. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David, you never um, joined a protest to impress Well, I, was, I can't do the news today. I'm protesting because pineapples don't belong on pizza. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. No, um, all right. Fair I enough. Do- Fair enough. I got you. Yeah. No, I, I guess maybe I'll, I'll go ahead and give in. I appreciate you I- um, conceding that. A Palestinian official, I'll never concede that. (laughs) A Palestinian official says Israel will release 39 prisoners today, including 24 women and 15 teen boys. The uh, prisoners being freed in exchange for Hamas, releasing 13 hostages from the Gaza Strip. The prisoners will be uh, handed over to the Red Cross. Eight firefighters were hurt, and uh, over a dozen people are now homeless after a huge fire in New Jersey at an apartment building yesterday. That fire broke out in West New York, quickly engulfed an entire building. Apparently, eight firefighters were all injured. Some of them suffered some broken bones, so hopefully a quick recovery for them. Uh, and the NFL hosting its first ever Black Friday game today. The Jets and the Dolphins uh, for the first Black Friday game. And uh, New York is currently third in the AFC East, and uh, the Dolphins have won two of their last three games, and uh, they're at 
the top of the division with a 7-3 and three record. So we'll see what happens there. I think you've also got a couple of uh, college football games today, if I remember correctly. I'm looking here on the schedule because I, I know I set my uh, my recorder for something. Oh, yeah, Oregon State, Oregon tonight is going to be a good one. Missouri, Arkansas, Texas Tech, and Texas. Those are playing today. And uh, Penn State and Michigan State. So in addition to the NFL game. That's interesting. I, didn't, I had not picked up on there being an NFL game today. That's certainly unusual. So it thanks, is. thanks for the note. 5.30 on News. Oh, um, drove by the University Mall this morning and saw that there was about, I don't know, 50, maybe 100 people outside Penny's trying to get in just after 5 o'clock. People were already leaving. People were coming in. So, hey, have a good Black Friday. Be safe. Don't hurt anybody or get hurt. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. A four-day ceasefire in Gaza started at 7 a.m. local time, midnight Eastern, with a hostage for prisoner swap expected to start today at 9 a.m. Eastern. Fox's Jeff Paul. Qatar's foreign ministry has been front and center negotiating the deal between Israel and Hamas. After the morning stoppage in fighting, they expect Hamas to free 13 Israeli hostages in the afternoon, the first of 50 women and children. In exchange, Israel will release 150 Palestinian prisoners. 39 of them today. Nine American citizens are believed to be held by Hamas in Gaza. President Biden's been involved in the talks to get them out. Biden hopes to see a three-year-old American girl among the first hostages set to be released by Hamas. He and the First Lady delivered pumpkin pies to Nantucket firefighters for Thanksgiving. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 at News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. Right now it is 50 degrees, mostly cloudy skies this morning. A former Flomanton police officer will spend 10 years in prison on a drug trafficking charge. Former Flomanton police lieutenant Isaac Lopez recently took a plea deal on a methamphetamine trafficking charge. He'd been facing a potential 30 year sentence. Prosecutors say Lopez arranged a narcotics deal for methamphetamine in December of 2020. He reportedly arranged the deal on a city-owned cell phone and sold meth to an undercover investigator from the Escambia County, Alabama Sheriff's Office. He's been fined $5,000 plus court costs and will spend 10 years in jail. Several sailors at NAS Corey Station received a taste of home yesterday, a home-cooked Thanksgiving meal thanks to the American Legion Post 340. Legion members provided those meals to around 25 sailors who were away from their families for the first times this year. The uh, Legion said they wanted to make sure the sailors didn't get homesick over Thanksgiving. Uh, Speaking of Thanksgiving meals, a big turnout at the Waterfront Rescue Mission for Thanksgiving. Several thousand meals provided there to people in need. That effort staffed by hundreds of volunteers who donated their time on Thanksgiving to feed others. And they start their preparations for Thanksgiving Day nearly a month earlier. Well, one Florida retail expert believes that there's going to be more shoppers and lower prices over the Christmas season. Some of the hot items this year include personal electronic devices, no surprise there, athletic wear, jewelry, and even books. Apparently, Gen Z has discovered these things that are made of paper and are bound, and you can actually hold it. Uh, That is USF marketing professor Carol Osborne, and she says that uh, more shoppers are now heading back to brick-and-mortar stores, although they may still finish their purchases online. Retail analyst Deloitte forecasting a 3% rise in sales for the holiday season. And the holidays just won't be the same for a grieving Orlando family. A vigil held yesterday in Daytona Beach For Denja Moore and her 10-month-old son, they were found dead on Tuesday after a fire at their apartment. 
The uh, 30-year-old Moore was stabbed, the father of her two children, charged with their murders. Moore's grandmother says they're going to miss Denja every time they gather for the holidays. 534 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We are going to be seeing a nice day today on the cooler side. Temperatures warming up near 61 degrees, mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the low 40s. For your Saturday, continuing to warm up high near 67, partly cloudy skies. Low on Saturday night near 50 degrees. For Sunday, showers and thunderstorms possible. 60% chance of rain with a high near 69. Sunday night, temperatures dropping near 46. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather this is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you very much, Brooke. 50 in Pensacola, 52 in Gulf Breeze, and 49 in Milton. Our next news at 6 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. Are you looking for the best news and talk radio in Pensacola? Then tune in to News Radio Pensacola. We're your source for the latest news, weather, and traffic, as well as in-depth interviews with local and national leaders. We also have the best talk radio lineup in town with hosts that are passionate about the issues that matter to you. So whether you're looking to stay informed or just want to hear some great conversation, News Radio Pensacola is the place for you. News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. A lot of love goes into a Subaru, and thanks to the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, a lot of love comes out, too. Right now, when you purchase or lease a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of four nationally recognized charities, the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. Or choose our local charity, the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association, and Anderson Subaru will donate an extra $150 to Subaru's donation. And for every routine Subaru vehicle service visit, Anderson Subaru will donate $5 more to the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association. So far, we've donated over $140,000 to help fight breast cancer in Pensacola. Be a part of something bigger at the Subaru Share the Love event, November 16th through January 2nd. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. $250 donation for new purchase or lease. Promotion ends January 2nd. See retailer or andersonsubaru.com slash share for details. And we're back with the action. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever? That's right, Jim. With an irresistible taste and zero sugar, Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any sports fan. So make sure you... Wait, Jim, I didn't mean try it right now. We're still on the air. Mmm, best Coke ever? Take a taste, Jen. Really? No, not right now, Jen. we got a game to call. Pensacola businesses are estimated to lose over $20,000 to cybercrimes this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. Confirming any change to a financial transaction with a phone call can save time, embarrassment, and especially money when dealing with would-be criminals. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. The Pensacola Expert Panel. Pep Talk. Mornings 9 till 11 on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable.
morning, 537 News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. It is Black Friday. We are live. Yes, we're here every day of the year except for Christmas. How many times do I have to tell you? How many times? No, it's okay. Everybody forgets. Um, <laughs> I understand. On Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, we had a good chance to talk to Mayor D.C. Reeves. Mr. Mayor, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Mr. Mayor, happy Thanksgiving almost. Yeah, same to you guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, holy smokes, I watched this District 5 town hall. Um, <laughs> yeah. There, there, there was a lot. I mean, you know, one thing I got to say is I like all the Frank conversation. I mean, sometimes it was not just Frank. It was Frank Plus. Um, but, you know, in some ways there's a level of honesty there. Uh, but I appreciated a lot of it. But a lot of questions came up that I wanted to ask you about because I thought they were, you know, super fascinating. One was this longstanding project of turning Martin Luther King and Davis into two-way from the current one-way. And you had mentioned the idea of having F dot repair the roads to like, you know, as new condition and then two-laning it and then us taking over ownership of the roads. Is that the current plan? Yeah, that's the conversation that that's we have had with FDOT is that, uh, as you can certainly understand, uh, there's there's two issues at play here. Number one, we have I-110 that moves people north and south very quickly. Um, so the need for one lane uh, or you know, one direction, one way uh, going north and south through a neighborhood may not be as necessary. So right. um, what, what's been discussed uh, is MLK and Davis north of Cervantes. Um, mind you, because, you know, there is some change and, and just some difficulty in changing that back in some of the other areas. Uh, but uh, a two-way street would be safer uh, for everybody. Uh, certainly, we have a lot of people going the wrong way on, on those roads uh, because they look like they shouldn't be one way. Right. Um, and so, uh, but that's something that we don't necessarily want to take over in their current condition as our state roads. So uh, kind of our negotiation with FDOT, and, and they've been open to and, and are going to put some money behind is, hey, look, we'll take over the road as as something that we have to maintain in perpetuity if it's delivered to us in new condition. You know, we don't want to take over the road and then have millions of dollars of, of maintenance of get up uh, to or speed repairs class, to, have right. to, to take on in the next five or ten years. So, so that's kind of the trade off we've discussed. Um, and and again, they're amicable too. Nothing's finalized. We think they're, um, but but there is uh, some interest in. Uh, and, and, you know, it's a multi-million dollar, you know, we're talking three, five million dollars. It is not a, you know, repaving and here you go. This is a significant, you know, change with new signage and everything else. So um, uh, that, that's not going to happen tomorrow. Uh, but I would say it definitely is possible in the next, I would say, 18 to 24 months. OK, see, I mean, I guess I find myself frustrated, not at you, uh, but I thought that the, the way uh, Grover Robinson had portrayed it was, um, all it really is going to take is some paint, and this can be done easy peasy. Of course, it never got done during his administration, um, but it sounds like it's much more involved than that. And I'm also, I guess I'm not quite sure why the city needs to acquire the maintenance costs thereafter. You know, it could still be a state road. I mean, the state operates, obviously, a lot of state roads in the city. Um, can we not, is that just the, tra- is that the way of getting it done faster? Because otherwise they're not going to really repair that road substantially for m- many more years. Right. It becomes a question. Exactly. Andrew, it becomes a question of priority, right? Uh, you know, we're, we're asking for $22 million for a terminal. We're asking, you know, all those kinds of things. And okay. it's, a, it's really a, in a way to help it bump up the list as well as the fact that understand this is not uh, it would be different if we were taking over a state road that was kind of completely out there independent. It would be like, you know, Highway 98 and Gulf Breeze kind of thing. 
this is, I mean, all of those crossroads are our roads, you know? So, you know, for, you know, it, it's right in the middle of a lot of city owned uh, road there uh, within those neighborhoods as well. So, I mean, it makes some sense, obviously, at, you know, you know, me through one full year as of today, uh, you know, me, I, I don't take on maintenance. I don't have to, right. uh, and I certainly we get enough to take care of. Uh, but, but I would think that the trade-off of a, you know, again, potential three and a half, four million dollar project uh, that we don't have money for, uh, that that at least that would be in the net for multiple generations to come would be in the condition that it needs to be in. All right, very good. Well, you know, like I said, it just kind of surprised me because it was such a contrast with what I had heard before, and that's why I wanted to follow up with you. Um, I have a question about Baptist, and I don't know the answer. I'm sure there is an answer, but I don't know the answer, and I figured you will know. Mm-hmm. We're talking a lot about trying to get money from the state to facilitate the demolition. Um, you know, obviously, it's not usable for anything else. What the part that I'm not, I just kind of suddenly find myself asking is, you know, how can Baptists move out of a facility and leave it as something that needs to be demolished and it not have been their responsibility to take care of that? That part of it I just didn't understand, and I'd never heard anybody address that before. Yeah, it, it, I think uh, we all, I, we, we have an obligation as a community, as I've said, as well as Baptists, and and. and and certainly we've had that discussion. I know Senator Boxer and I uh, have had that discussion that, that there is an obligation of Baptists here. Um, okay. Now understand, you know, what's being discussed is the donation of the property, uh, which right. there's that, that with a demolition has some value, right? Of course. Now, but understand from the city perspective, from my perspective, my goal would be if that property is, is uh, received by the city, that that's not going. We don't just send that to market for for highest and best offer. That's going to be used in sub. It's going to be a subsidy towards a, a master development that helps revitalize the neighborhood. Um, and so uh, we don't look at it that as you know, if we do all this work and we lobby for it, that we would end up. Um, you know, that there's some some financial gain to the city. This is really more just controlling what the fe- generational future uh, of a neighborhood is. And so. Um, that's what I see our role as, um, but but absolutely, you know, we sent our donation request, uh, our a donation agreement version back to Baptist on Friday, um, and, and it outlined some of that, including some financial obligation of, of Baptist. So, um, you know, we'll see what they say. There's some environmental things that has taken some time to work through, uh, but but our legislative request is in to the senator and, and our delegation uh, for for some funding for that project and. And we'll see what happens. But but you you've seen Senator Brockton say, and I agree with him. Eighteen million dollars is a heavy heavy lift yeah. to put only on the legislature or only on government. So um, you know that our expectation is that we're all in this together to try to figure out the solution. And I still think um, that this is a you know this is a good deal and a good agreement on all sides. Uh, if we can make something make sense. No, I, I agree. I just I had never heard that slice of it really addressed, and I had the question. I figure if I have the question, other people have the question, I'll ask the mayor. So one of the other things that came up in your town hall the other day was, um, you know, you, you got a lot of questions, I think, which were predicated on people not understanding who's responsible for which activity of government, which is normal. People often don't understand, you know, who does what, and so it's the mayor is the mayor, and the mayor gets every question, right? Um, but one of the questions you got had to do with the Hollis T. Williams Park and, you know, the plan, the money spent on a plan on $1.7 million, which is sitting on a shelf and, you know, we didn't have money to do it because, as you explained, the idea was build the plan, see if you can find the money, then do the plan. But your administration, which is an amazing bragging point, has gotten $30.5 million in the last six months for a project that previously had no funding whatsoever. My only question is you had mentioned it sounds like you're not planning to implement what the previous almost $2 million study 
had said because you want to have more engagement with the residents to make sure that that's really what they want now. That means additional cost for new study for the accommodating what the residents want. Am I reading this right? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 the reason there's a couple important points here to understand when that 1.6 million dollar study uh, was put in, which there, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with what what is already on the books, but that was never designed as hey, we may get $30 million for solely stormwater uh, infrastructure. Um, no one ever, I mean, there, there, there might be a third of stormwater infrastructure in that current design in that now. And, and that's not anyone's fault. Who would have ever expected that we would have been able to have this kind of influx of stormwater infrastructure? Got it. Well, that stormwater doesn't pay for playgrounds. It doesn't pay for that. Now, we're, we're going after additional funding for that right now. Um, but see, it, you've got to use the dollars in a certain way. Okay. And, and so it would, to, honestly, it would be, um, short-sighted of us to say, well, well, since we did a plan five years ago, four years ago, why don't we just implement exactly what's here? Well, things change and, and our funding streams change. Um, what we're going to be proposing, whatever ends up being designed in this new, really what I call, and you, you kind of encapsulated that in your, in your question is, this is really going to be a 2.0 of design. It's not throwing everything away from the old one, but but it's but it's like guys, wow, what a great problem to have. We've got tens of millions of dollars we right. never thought we were going to have. Let's make sure we do this right, and let's make sure um, you know our, our community engagement. What you know could have been stronger. Uh, it was a couple meetings during COVID and things like that, um, and I learned a lot through that Harvard Fellowship and through MIC, the Institute on City Design, about how cities are doing that right. Um, and I, I think we can really, really improve there. So, so it's not just changing it just to change it. The dynamics have changed and, and, and in a great way. So, um, but, but understand, you know, this $30 million allows for that, uh, for design, allows for uh, property acquisition within a mile if it's needed for stormwater. I mean, all sorts of other things that are, don't just go into building ponds and, uh, and pipes, you know, so. Um, so it's a great situation for us to be in, and I would really, frankly, feel like I'm doing our community a disservice if I said, well, here's a complete unanticipated influx of cash that we never thought we would have had to do this project, but we're going to keep the same design when right. we never thought we were going to have it. And, and, um, so and I'm assuming, we're, we're and I'm, gonna, I'm assuming also that um, the planning will ent- entail some degree of modularity, such that you know we've got all this money for stormwater, we don't yet have the money for, as you said, a playground or whatever other feature you decide wants to, the, the city wants to, to put in there. Um, and so maybe you know we we work on this part, design this part, get to working on using the money because it has to be used pretty soon, and then come back later with the other parts as well. I mean, I'm I'm just assuming that that's that, going to be part of the design. That's exactly right. What we would do is we would say, okay. You know, with our, we would RFP it this way. We would we would ha- we would design and construct this way. I'd say here's kind of layer one, which yeah. is the stormwater infrastructure, and the you know, and that, and that covers a lot of things: trees, pathways. I mean, it's things that are you know pervious. Um, it's not just ponds. Um, I got it. But uh, you know, we, we'll say, and then we would kind of layer on a phase two, and and hopefully we would have answers on on that funding well before a shovel was in the dirt, but. But we can we can absolutely program it that way to make sure that that uh, you know we're prepared when when funding comes in. Very good. Um, before we get to the lightning round, I did have one other quick one, which is the Union Public House. You mentioned in your State of the City address the idea of turning that into a kind of a welcome center for the city, uh, sort of outhousing, if you don't mind the expression, uh, some of those features from the uh, the circular desk there at the base of City Hall and making it kind of a public facing amenity provision source. Is that the idea? Yeah, well, it's, it's in our building, but it, it's uh, across the street from UPH. It's the, there's the old Pensacola Energy. It's got a 
awning on it now. Oh, um, I misunderstood. Really okay, it's for, it's it's your side of the house. Okay, I I got you now. My fault. Sorry. Good. Thank you. Yeah. So across the street, what what all we're talking about is saying, hey, let's just do a better let's do a better job of of helping the customer when they come here. Welcome to the city. Let us help you understand where you're going. If you want, if you need to to pay a permit, if you need to put a three one one claim in, and you don't have the internet, and you know, so we're going to kind of come up with some one stop shop type of set up in that the east side where you're going to be able to do a lot of the transactional functions of the city, Good. not just walk into the city hall and have some elevators there, you know, and then be on your own. So, um, so we're going to make a year or two, we're going to be really focused on what the customer sees, you know, and, and, and how they interact with us. And, um, and so that's going to be one of our big, big points there is to make life easier on our citizens. Very good. I love it. Well, let's get to the lightning round, the uh, quick round of things that are happening. Obviously we have a lot of Thanksgiving related things and that's fine. Um, first question is when you get done with a napkin, Paper napkin. Is it neat, clean, folded, scrunched, balled up, or disgusting? Uh, scrunched as tightly as possible. <laughs> You're a scruncher. Uh, yeah, okay, just, all right. All yeah, right. Working out yeah. some nervous aggression over, on the napkin. I'm an over-napkin user. You know, <laughs> uh, you know w- wings and everything else. I'm, I, I am a little wasteful on that. I just, you know. I got you. Uh, when you eat a salad with your meal, is it before the meal, after the meal, or during the meal? What's your preferred? Preferred is before. Okay. Because, you know, I mean, by the time you get to the meal, that's, that is prime real estate we're talking about, <laughs> uh, especially Thanksgiving time. You need the you spot know, on I the like table. I like to get that out of the way. And, you know. All right, very good. And um, is there a side that is traditional for Thanksgiving that D.C. Reeves is like, nope, not ever? Yeah, you know, cranberry sauce. I, I can't, I've never <laughs> my entire life gotten into it. It's just weirds me out. I don't know. It feels like it's from a... Uh, sci-fi movie or something you know why do you hate flavorful jello on the table you know yeah what's that why do you hate flavorful jello well see the the key ingredient jello has is significant amounts of sugar that, <laughs> that, uh, well i guess cranberry sauce does too. uh but yeah that's maybe that's a distinct difference you could put whipped cream on it yeah i think i think cranberry sauce uh, yeah, is basically sauce the, is the uh the, the imperial ipa of jellos is basically what it is so you know i, I would have thought a uh, you know beer guy like you might have liked it but i but i understand no that's I, that's interesting as a side uh dc reeves mayor of pensacola as always sir thank you for the time we'll talk to you next week and have a happy thanksgiving uh, yeah, same. I'll give it a try this year. Thanks to you. Thanks. <laughs> nice. I bet. I bet he was disappointed. That's my. That's my suspicion. Yeah. So that was DC from Wednesday. Four three seven sixteen twenty. If you want to weigh in on anything, if you're thinking about that next vehicle, or maybe kind of putting off thinking about it, because I, I know how this is. Nobody likes to shop for a car. I mean, if you do, that's great. If if you're that one weird person out of a hundred that like, oh yeah, man, I get to go car shopping. Uh, most people are not like that. But I will tell you that even if you don't like it, the experience you get at Frontier Motors is, um, well, you know, it could be fun or it could just be less unfun than anywhere else. And I know that might not sound like a big selling feature, but it kind of is when you think about it. Since you go there and it's easy, there's like 300 cars, trucks, sedans, vans, SUVs, you know, sports cars, all in one place. All sorted by genre. So, you know, you know you're looking for sedans, you go over here. You know you're looking at trucks, you go over there. And then you can get in and compare five, six, ten different ones of the same genre, but all the different makes and models, and really decide what you like, what trim package you like, you know, which one. And if they maybe don't have it on the lot because you're looking for a certain color, they can go find it for you most likely. That's something that they can do. But you can really compare side by side all in one place without having to drive all around town and, you know, look in four different places and then go back to the first place and, you know, get – 
you know, basically get accosted by like five different people, <laughs> you know, because at Frontier, they, they leave the doors open. You can go get in them. The only reason you really need to talk to somebody if you want a key to go test drive it, which you're perfectly welcome to do. Drive as many as you need. In fact, drive one that's outside your category. Like if you're going to drive four sedans and a pickup, do that just to find out, man, I definitely don't want a pickup or man, I kind of, mm, I don't know, maybe I do want a pickup. In any case, Frontier's got all of that. Serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Hey, Pensacola, Dave Ramsey here. I want to talk to you about my friends over at Gulf Coast Air Care. They've been trusted members of your community for over 25 years. Owner Todd St. Ors and his team focus on the indoor air quality side of HVAC for the people who want comfortable, healthy, and energy-efficient homes and workplaces. Gulf Coast Air Care can help you with dusty, moldy, or leaky duct systems, hot or cold rooms, and odors, and humidity issues. They test for duct leaks, and they do the repairs. If you need duct cleaning, duct repairs, or air filtration, you should call them today. Remember what Todd always says, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Call Gulf Coast Air Care today at 850-934-2768 or visit them online at gulfcoastaircare.com. That's 850-934-2768 or gulfcoastaircare.com. happened to catch in the parade yesterday when um, Al Roker, I don't know, maybe has never seen Back to the Future. I'm not quite sure what to make of his intro to be <laughs> fully unasked for Back to the Future, the musical, right. uh, with the uh, Doc Brown back up to the future go-go dancers and all. <laughs> right. Such a weird moment. But no, seriously, like he's introing it and I'm thinking, has he actually seen the movie? <sighs> A DeLorean skateboard and a... A DeLorean skateboard? He knows they're different things, though, right? Listen again, and that's not the only part. A DeLorean skateboard and a 1.21 gigawatts. No, no. It might be the right way to say it, but that's not how Doc Brown says it. Nope. Gigawatts. Everybody knows it's gigawatts. To the future, the musical, the iconic film, now a jaw-dropping spectacle on Broadway, Marty, and they're about to make some parade history as well. The funny thing is, he does such a good Christopher. Yeah, he does sound like Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, it's really actually pretty good. Um, uh, Although he did elsewhere in the, I don't know what was going on with Al yesterday. It was weird. Did you hear the, (laughs) the butchering he did for Lacey Chabert's name? Uh. Back to the Future, the musical, now on Broadway and touring the country starting next summer. But here in the present, we're, we've got actress and everybody's favorite mean girl, Lacey Chabert. <laughs> Chabert. <laughs> Lacey Chabert. Chabert. All right, sure enough. Everybody's right. favorite. Everybody's favorite. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, we're a little late to get to you, David, but got any headlines for us in the last closing moments here? Uh, well, New York police still investigating that fiery crash near the uh, checkpoint at the U.S.-Canadian border. They've determined it was not a terrorist act, and the Niagara Falls police have now taken over the investigation. All right, very good. And as you know, we've talked about all morning, the ongoing ceasefire right Listen now in Israel. 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Gulf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.